Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hey, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity, and I have a fabulous guest with me today. Celestine Starr is here, and she has a wonderful book. It's called The Galactic Earth Council, Reintegration of Earthkin and Starkin, and if you're watching me on YouTube right now, I'm holding the book up, and I have to welcome Celestine Starr to High Road to Humanity. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here, Nancy. I'm yeah. so excited you're here. This is going to be a fabulous show, you guys. So you're going to want to you're going to want to share this one. But let me kind of preface the show with what this book is about and what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm going to read a little bit from her book. So sit back and relax. And here's what she says. Today, more people are becoming aware of what has been called the UFO phenomenon, but very few outside of our government have had firsthand experience with ultra-terrestrials or extra-terrestrials, ETs, on an ongoing basis. Now, the Galactic Earth Council book is intended to lay the groundwork for fellow researchers and seekers looking for answers to long-denied questions about the true nature of humanity and the existence of extra-terrestrials, ultra-terrestrials, easy for me to say, and beings from outer space. Disclosure is official. We are not alone. And that is what we're going to talk about today on the high road. So I'm so excited she's here. Now, before we get into it, two things I want to talk about. One, I want to read this headline from the New York Times. It says, COVID live updates, New York dropping school mask mandate, indoor vaccination rules. And it says, Mayor Eric Adams said on Sunday that New York City was preparing to eliminate school mask mandates and vaccine requirements for restaurants, gyms, movie theaters by March 7th if reports of new coronavirus cases in the city remain low. And it's a long article and I won't get into it, but it's about flipping time, don't you think? Celestine, do you want to say anything about that one? Oh my gosh, I think we're uh, overexhausted. Exhausted, you know, uh, we're OE, we're overexhausted from this whole mask and mandate. It's it's kind of interesting. You walk in a restaurant with your mask on, but everybody has their masks off because they're eating. And uh, the, the imagination is that it's the COVID the virus is just going to stay there. You know, when you put your mask on and protect you, but every sorry, yeah, it, <laughs> it's, that's it's just bad. one of the madnesses that I'll remember always from this time, and it's precious, and we have to go through it. But it's time to let's move on. Let's move on. Let's get past it. So uh, that's good news for today. The bad news is, and, and I don't know. I'm up in the air, and I'll ask you what you think about this, Celestine. You know, here are the latest updates on um, Ukraine, and God bless the people there. Ukraine and Russia officials sat down for talks on the. Uh, Belarus uh, border, France's Macron help, held separate phone calls with Putin um, and Zelensky. Stouch resistance is hampering Russia's advance, Britain says. This goes on. The U.S. expanded sanctions on Russia. There's a lot going on over there. Now, I, I got to say something about this. <laughs> 
would like to have some of you guys who have relatives over there. You know, if you know what's going on, email me, Nancy, you're out at gmail.com. Because I have a feeling, and I had Maureen St. Germain on the show last week, and she said, Nancy, this is all smoke and mirrors. And, you know, Celestine, what do you think? You know, I take a breath into this. Um, this is definitely deep state. It's, it's very well orchestrated. Um, you can see the uh, maneuvers. I think if you follow the money, you'll run into a little bit of Biden owns properties in there. And they're speaking about uh, places where, you know, there's trafficking and drugs. And, you know, you hear in the Ukraine is pretty corrupt. You know, there's a gentleman that sent it out that he lived there all his life and, you know, he approved, but there's also uh, on the other side, Russia, you know, some people call Putin an avatar coming in to shut down the cartel there. But when you look at it, uh, when you take a step back, uh, I see, uh, watch the birdie, you know, it's a distraction. Hmm. We know the financial system is collapsing and, when you don't have finance, what do you have? You have power. And so the distribution of power, uh, the distribution of people's lands, taking over people's lands, trying to get whatever money they can get, you know, that's the overall global thing that's happening. Right. We're still in the end game and we're looking at Canada. And uh, the one thing we do not want in America is martial law, even though the right. truckers are going there because that takes away the rights and slows that process down. But so I think it's really still we're on the road to gaining our freedom here as a global uh, species of humanity. And that's the focus is just hold to the, to a hold to the higher and mm -hmm. uh, you know, don't, don't get uh, amored by what's going on. And yes, they're doing filming uh, bombing, excuse me. I heard that they bombed a, a bioweaponry uh, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. I've got some of this down here. Russian military reported its nuclear um, deterrent forces have been put on high alert uh, following Putin's order. More than a half million people. Yeah, it's just it goes on. I don't mean to sound unfeeling for the Ukrainian people, but I that's right. Don't believe it all. I don't believe it. There's too much orchestration here. Mm -hmm. I did see a video of Russian soldiers dancing with Ukrainian brothers and sisters. I think there's an awakening to this one. People uh -huh. are just not going in. And, and um, you know, so there's so many overlays that for me is to step back and just envision that whatever distraction this is, and may, may the few be harmed, may, uh, you know, just let it be uh, peace, you know, just... <laughs> Go yeah. to the tables and let's get this over with. Another one of those, let's move on. You know, yeah. And, uh, you know, people are seeing through the veils of what's really going on. And we have to be so careful that I know. Uh, I we know. Have to be so careful uh, what to let's, say. Yeah. Thank you for that. I want to read your bio. You guys, she's a really interesting lady. I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, Dr. Celestine Aisha Starr, DD, has been called a woman of divine grace. 
uh, for our evolutionary times, possessing great knowledge, wisdom, and expertise in many fields of endeavor. Uh, endeavor. Dr. Starr utilizes her empathic abilities for the betterment of humanity in her receiving universal knowing from her own higher intelligence and direct communication and guidance from her direct relationship with the altar terrestrials and celestial beings. Now, throughout her entire life, Starr has been a celestial, ultra-terrestrial, and extraterrestrial experiencer. Um, you were asked in 1985 to be the ambassador to the High Spiritual Council, the Galactic Federation, and the Star Confederation. This goes on, but I guess I want you to tell the audience your story. And what I read in here was that you were abducted when you were seven years old. Is that right? No, I had actually, uh, when I was... Um, what was that? It was yeah, a near-death experience? Was it a near-death experience you had? I had had the near-death experience at six and gone through the light, had the reading. I met two beautiful blue beings who are still with me today. Okay. And they showed me to the reading of my life, which really happens. It's very interesting. And then I entered the Godhead. That's all I can say. It's, it's there, it, it is as holy and as precious as it is written about. Uh, for me, what happened is um, we're speaking of a time uh, we had left Alaska and, and we're in New Mexico. And there in Almogrado area, they were doing um, atomic bomb testing in the time. Uh, it was right around the 60s. And what you have is our government and the, and the secret you know, grouping decided to set off uh, atomic bombs in the atmosphere. White sands. Yeah, they let it off. And I believe there was 10. I'm still, you know, I've asked people to send me reports and things like that, but people are, you know, not really too willing to step forward because this was a heavy one. Right. And what happened when they did that, they ripped the sky in two. So we, we literally destroyed, almost destroyed our atmosphere and for miles and miles, you could see pure black. I mean, it was the matrix. You could see outside the matrix. And then the other side of the sky was just normal. Hello. You sunlight. saw this as a wow. child. You saw this as a child. I saw this and everybody for miles. Because you know I'm in New Mexico. And I've oh, been. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm in Albuquerque right now. And I've lived here so, for 20 some years. And I've traveled and I've been to White yeah. Sands and I've been to well, these places. So the, the Native Americans, because I have Croatan and my mother, you know, she's Croatan. So we would go to the powwows. They started gathering and they said they couldn't use the same words to call the ancestors. So they started doing the ghost dance, which was illegal since the 1930s or something, you know, 1830s. And so they did the ghost dance and we watched, I mean, it's literally snowed on one side of my house and, and sunshine on the other in a delineating line. Well, this called forth these huge um, star, these spaceships that were like disc shaped and miles wide. You'd be on the highway and you'd have this, this disc appear, all the cars would stop on the little freeway. It wasn't a highway then. And the Studebakers and, and all of those, the Fords would stop, everybody get out, watch it. It would silently go across the sky. And then, you know, everybody would just get in because their cars would start up automatically. And off we go. Well, little did we know that we sent out a, a, a repercussion out into the universe. It was like an announcement, you know, um, 
uh, inviting other intelligences to come to earth. We wonder why. And by the way, they never left. But anyway, these big ones came in. These big uh, ships came in with really high intelligent beings who were who were scanner, scanning and monitoring what was going on. When my stepfather got into watching the skies and, you know, he started calling himself a Martian. And so one day without telling us, he decided to follow one. And we, he got, we got, he says, get in the car. And we said, okay. And he literally brothers and sisters or what? I have a brother and my mother. Okay. We're all in the car and we're like, where are we going? And he wouldn't talk. He just wouldn't talk. All right, and we got to go to commercial break. So when we come back, I want you to tell the rest of the story. <laughs> you guys, I'm here today with Celestine Starr. I'm so thrilled she's here. The Galactic Earth Council is the book. This is Nancy Uralt. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Celestine Iasha Aisha Star. The Galactic Earth Council, Reintegration of Earthkin and Starkin is her book. And she's telling us the story of what happened here in New Mexico in Alamogordo. <laughs> That's where they have all the nuts. They have a nut house there. They have a lot. <laughs> They have a lot of pistachios in that area and they have white sands. But so what year was this? Can I ask that they did this? Let's see, testing? I was seven, so that'd be 1960. Okay. 1960. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so dad, so dad said, or your stepdad says, let's get in the car. Get in the car. So we're in the car and we're driving out 
And I remember the freeway, we passed mounds of turquoise, you know, I was like, well, we're pretty far out there. We're, we're in no man's land. I mean, this was nothing was out there. Where are we going? And uh, suddenly we realized that uh, a starship was ahead of us and that it was landing. Okay, so it was a beautiful silver disc. It was huge. It was like a mothership on the earth. And he comes into the area where it was landing. And as he slowed down, I mean, I don't even remember him parking. And the next thing I know, we were in the ship. So it wasn't an abduction in a sense. They knew he was following. And so we ended up in a room that had uh, kind of metal tables. I don't know what the metal was made of, but I was on a table. And it was kind of an examination of sorts, like probably, um, is this man mentally ill to follow us? (laughs) You know, what's going on? Yeah. So my brother was uh, basically, we're all in the same room. My brother was uh, literally freaking out and uh, we're, we were with the tall grays. Okay. Uh, because our family was metaphysical, in other words, we were raised to understand there were more intelligences in the world, like beginning with the elements, um, other dimensions. Uh, they worked in arcane magic. You know, our family was based in that. My mother and stepfather were um, with a cult. And uh, so I had grew up and understand their other life forms. I wasn't really afraid as much as I was curious. And so as I looked in the eyes of this gray, uh, they started to communicate with me. And they let me know that they were there to observe and to monitor and to try to understand why uh, would we blow out the atmosphere and... um, Also, they were concerned about the humans uh, because we were being fed DDT. You know, all the chemicals came back from World War II. And what they did was they put it in, you know, like fertilizer, uh, unbeknownst to them, they were eating their own poison. Uh, The cows would eat it. It was in the milk. It was in everything. Um, They were feeding cocaine uh, in drinks to the children. Trying to figure out why were we hyper and out of our minds and uh, opiates in our cough syrup. So they were really doing kind of a research project and and also to understand and to stabilize the atmosphere, which took literally weeks. I mean, this was not something that was just, oh, you just blew it out and it's gonna come back together again. So yeah, so that was the the experience. And uh, the next thing I knew we were in our car back almost where you know, Almogardo, we were almost back where we are home. And we were sitting on the side of the, the freeway. The, and nobody spoke after that. Um, my mother was furious. Um, she didn't want anything to do with it. And uh, I don't think we really ever talked about it. Um, really? After that. Yeah, I've never talked to my brother about it other than one time where he said he still had the, the pictures of what he drew from that time. Was he older or younger than you? He was uh, older by a year. 
it was older. So you're about the same age. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. So that was your first experience. And I guess one of my questions is right away, you know, I've been, I've had so many different people on the show and I wanted to ask you this. Um, You know, they talk about the grays, they talk about the reptilians, which we'll get to in a minute, but the grays I've been told they don't have souls. Is that right? You know, the, 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 uh, the gray that I was in communication with at that time definitely had a feeling of caring. So his intelligence level was very high. I could sense him reading me and knowing me and, and, and really taking the time to, um, uh, you know, calm me enough to where we could have kind of a conversation. Um, I did a lot of work uh, in the 1980s with people who were abducted because right. of uh, hypnotherapy, past life regression. Yes. And um, I one of that. the things that was very interesting is one night, uh, the person who was uh, my housemate had the door open and I just happened to walk by and I saw the grace literally pulling him off the bed. Now he had Ooh. talked about being an abductee and there was like three or four little grays around the bed and they were pulling him off and he was, uh, you know, uh, he was basically asleep, but being pulled off and ready to be abducted. And I just, you know, made this loud sound and they all just disappeared, you know? So later uh, in association with Fred Bell, we were dear friends together and he discovered that, the smaller grays were actually cloned because they had come from the future to warn us actually. And also they had lost the ability uh, through the mothers not being able to birth the the children because they use genetic food, which deteriorated the physical body. They weren't able to have the babies uh, naturally. So they started cloning their children and they lost their emotional body. That was one of the reasons they came back, not only to warn us, but also they made an agreement with uh, our governments and the, and the space program uh, to, re- to um, create uh, hybrids of this time human, this our time now, and uh, their females or their, you know, their females. And so they got the eggs and then eventually they were able to recover their emotional body and to make amends to their DNA. And I believe that's when they left. But Can I stop you a second? So they made a deal with our government to abduct people so that, so that we could help them. And what did we get in return from the grays? They gave a lot of technology, um, the television resistors, uh, uh, a lot of electrical technologies and things for the future, you know, the microwave and, you know, so there was technologies that was given to the government. So that was an exchange. So, so Steve, why have they kept, I mean, this happened in Alamogordo. We've had, uh, we know Area 51 or 51 is here in New Mexico. We um, have Roswell here in New Mexico. I've been to Roswell too. You know, I mean, why don't they just come out and say, okay, you guys, there's grays and there are these reptilians and we made deals with them a long time ago and this is where we're at. Why not? You know, I, I don't want to presume that I know the deepest reason 
But I do know that um, there was a lot uh, writing on the amount of money that was made from the technologies. Um, you know, the, the secret uh, force that was created gave them a lot of power. And uh, you, I, I say to myself that they went into reverse consciousness. Right. So the object of the game is to control, to manage, to, you know, cause harm. Uh, so they stepped over the line of their own humanity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's always the ones that said, well, they can't handle this. But the truth is the beginning of the underground bases, you know, they pulled Bush senior off to start the drug dealing and uh, getting everybody addicted on cocaines and opiates uh, to have the black money to start the underground bases. And this gave a lot of power to the United States government and to all the governments around the world. And it just has gotten out of hand. Now their hands are very, very dirty. I mean, Mm. they've destroyed people's lives. They've shut down people's, they've made people mentally ill by saying, no, you can't say this. This wasn't true. They've wiped people's brains. It started the mind control programs, you know, and the ultra K, you know, MK ultra. So I think, you know, to uh, peel back the veil is really not in their nature. And that's okay. This is their life. This is what they've created. And humanity doesn't necessarily depend our lives don't depend on them giving us the information. All of the information is there. Everything that you need about what's going on is there. And also the um, interstellar relations are there to help you to receive the information that you need uh, if you go in search of it. You know, right. you just know how to step forward and step into it in a right. safe and loving way. So that's right. what I would say. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I will say that um, since I've been connected with the divine, with a higher source, with that vibration, um, I am more centered. I teach the audience to bring in the light every day and to connect Mm -hmm. to Mother Earth and bring up the light and bring down the light and to Mm -hmm. connect. And when you do that, you feel centered and you feel balanced and you can watch all this stuff go on. But I will say the most important thing every day for me is to connect with the divine because yeah, it really is. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's not that difficult. We just need to connect and we get the information and it keeps us healthy and it keeps us vibrant. Although there is some nasty stuff out there too, you guys, and we're going to talk about that too. We're going to go to commercial break. I'm here today with Celestine Starr. Her book is The Galactic Earth Council. This is Nancy Earle. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? 
That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity, and I'm here today with Celestine Starr, and her book is The Galactic Earth Council, and we're talking about all the different extraterrestrials that are out there, and there's a lot, and they have been here for a long time. I mean, they are underground. Now, I had Brad Olson on, and he told me they're destroying these bases up underneath New Mexico. He says, when I hear a really big boom, but hopefully I'll be gone by then. <laughs> he said, no, but that's a big one, Nance. But they're also, but so that's going on. But there's also the uh, reptilians. And I want you to talk about them because they're not so nice from what I understand. You know, uh, thank you, Nancy. Um, I first want to say that uh, most of your uh, ultra-terrestrials extraterrestrials, they live in a dimensional field that is adjacent to this one. You'll see the background that I have here. They live in a higher frequency. And this is uh, uh, the background here is the Syrian council with the dark clouds here. So they interface with us in many different ways. Uh, Some of the earlier civilizations are underground, but that is sealed. And uh, we know that the Governments in the space program do not go into their areas because they know how to defend themselves. And uh, no, the earth does not belong to just us. So I just want to give a clarity on that. Um, And speaking about the reptilians, um, I could say that they basically appeared, their uh, homestead was in the asteroid belt. That's when you started hearing all this stuff about the asteroid belt. And we were going to take ships there and land crafts there and uh, start mining the asteroid belt's uh, uh, minerals. But in reality, the the reptilians had come in and they came in and it was kind of a a ruling over the the little greys. And there was a lot of distortion about that. About the Uh, time of Eisenhower, is that right? I don't mean to interrupt you. Right around the time of Eisenhower and, you know, this, this, agreement to do research with humanity's uh, biological for the grays they needed for the skin. So women started getting yeast infections. They used that for the skin. Uh, Also to populate uh, new children, they were taken onto spaceships. Now the agreement was made with the parents. Later um, you discover every, there was nothing done to a person uh, without their uh, agreement. And even if it was the parents and the children of the children, 
you know, there, there's always that. So we want to just say that, yeah, abduction is very interesting when you get into the individuality of the person and who, how they were connected to the government, how they, you know, why were they targeted? You know, why, you know, there was, there's, there's a, a reason. There's a reason. It's not just, oh, I'm going to go pick this person. Right? Okay. 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 So okay. I want to be clear about that. Gotcha. And then somehow the grays started coming, um, not the grays, but the reptilians started coming into the scene. Now, one of the things that was very powerful about the reptilians is they had certain technologies that the government wanted as well, but they could not breathe the oxygen. Now, there's oh. different forms of reptilian, but the major ones that are eight feet, you know, six to eight feet tall, you know, most of them eight feet tall, and um, they cannot breathe the oxygen, so therefore they couldn't walk on the earth, but they really did have an agenda to take over earth. Now, that was one of the first ones, but because they couldn't, they made agreements to form underground places where they could exist and come come and go as they please. Okay. And so they were working in direct unison. And so that's all uh, been kind of shut down. And thank you for those who went into those tunnels, went into those um, places and, and basically shut them down. My experience with them was on Edwards Air Force Base, which is uh, Central World Command in a sense. And uh, my husband, uh, Ernest Robert Hunt, uh, became the um, chief, chief of security over the whole base. Thousands of miles of underground tunnels leading to Almagadro and different places, you know. But he he started coming home and his uh, mental was not there. He, he would mumble, you know, uh, those damn reptilians, you know. And I thought, oh, oh, was that lizards? And like, what, what are we talking about here, you know? Mm-hmm. And eventually he'd say, no, because our house was bugged, everything was bugged, you know, we were security, so we had to be watched as well. There was no way to really get into conversations, but one day it was a kind of a national uh, day of of aerodynamics and they let the public on, you know, this is a place where the space shuttle landed and things. And unbeknownst to me, you know, he took me out to see the space shuttle and he said, here, take a picture, which showed that I was in a restricted area. And I didn't know he was just gently just, you know, offhanded. And so then he goes, oh, let's let's go over here. Let's park for a minute. And we went in and um, I was taken down into the lower levels and I was actually allowed to look on my own. He didn't say anything. He just kind of glanced over to the window. And as I looked through and I saw a true reptilian being, uh, my whole body went into chill zone and fear, enormous fear. Although it had an apparatus on its mouth, I don't know if it was translator or breathing apparatus, whatever, um, my whole body just. So that has been with me. And soon after we had the men in black or what I call the ice men came and um, our, our family was then put in a state of um, high level threat. My daughter was threatened. I was threatened to keep my husband in line. He did uh, manage to get out of the situation. He left uh, Edwards, he couldn't, he loves humanity too much. And he felt it was for us to let humanity know these are the things that are uh, like, how do you handle that? What are you gonna do? You can't just go on the base. These beings uh, have vehicles that can destroy parts of earth. Like 
what are we going to do? So you see, that's part of how they have to hold security over certain things that are happening. You know, he's being showed up. They, they're doing whatever they need to do. And so I kind of honor them in their work. And as I say, we don't need to step into that space. We need to stay in our own lane, be with ourselves, but they are here. And Chernobyl was a part of releasing uh, nuclear energy into the air. That's what they live, more radiated air. I think Fukushima might've been a part of that. It's still going, the radiation is still going off of Fukushima, you know. So we have to stay vigil, we have to stay alert, we have to know that we're safe and that we have the Syrian council which showed up, you know, we have these groupings that are there to protect us and uh, to be with us and to help elevate humanity and to resolve a lot of this stuff that is going on. I have a couple of questions. One is why, what do they want, the reptilians? What minerals are they looking for? Is it gold? What is it they're looking for here on the planet? What, or- They want the planet. They want the planet. Still, still. Most of them, you know, it's not about still, it's, it just was opened. I mean, we opened ourselves and we cracked Did the thing, okay. So now I've also heard that a lot of them are gone. Is that correct? I, you know, from what I understand from my uh, interstellar communications and the research, and there's some beautiful people um, uh, like Kim Gogan, and she shares and gives updates. And pretty much, um, I would say, yes, that all of that is pretty much shut down. Um, there's a gentleman who reports on the military going into the tunnels. And uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, the other question I have is you talk about these beings who came down to help us. At what point did they come to help us and protect us from this whole situation? You know, they've always been here to protect us. There was a universal law that any, any groupings coming into the planetary system uh, itself, you know, our whole solar system would have to check in with the, the star confederation or, you know, the high, the great councils and such. And so you just have a few of these reversed ones that slip through the net and just come in and do what they wanna do. But I would say the star confederation and uh, the galactic star federation are the two that I have been um, interfacing with that come in and protect the skies mostly all the time. Uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area, we have uh, the Galactic Star Federation, and you'll see them in the skies every night. Uh, there was a time uh, just of recent when the space program just was initiated. They turned on the microwave uh, weaponry, and that is the 5G, 6G is a weapon. It and is. So, okay. yes, um, I can guarantee you that. And and the Death Star. And anyway, there was a there was a there was a push to claim this um, Earth through this working. And uh, what it did, like Roswell, when they turned on um, the the um, uh, what do they do at airports? They have that radar. Right. And the radar affected their ships, and that's what downed the ships in, in Roswell and stuff. Okay. You know, Fred Bell was a part of that. He actually helped invent the radar. And um, so they had to go and revise their ships. And just as uh, that happened, 
turning on the microwave caused the, the, um, the uh, Galactic Star Federation to have to revise their ships. So they dispersed and went into that other dimensional field. And in its place came the, the Syrian council. And they are swift. They are fast. You have to go to break. We're going to go to break. When we come back, that's what I want to talk about is the Syrian council and, and your role with them, right? Yay. Okay. All right, you guys, I'm here today with Celestine Starr. The book is The Galactic Earth Council. This is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. Help me, TogiNet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now welcome back to the High Road. Let's hit the 
Hi, this is Nancy Yerout, and this is High Road to Humanity, and I'm here today with Celestine Starr, and her book is The Galactic Earth Council, and we're talking about all the different extraterrestrials that are out there, and there's a lot, and they have been here for a long time. I mean, they are underground. Now, I had Brad Olson on, and he told me they're destroying these bases up underneath New Mexico. He says, when I hear a really big boom, but hopefully I'll be gone by then. <laughs> he said, no, that that's a big one, Nance. But they're also, but so that's going on. But I, there's also the uh, reptilians. And I want you to talk about them because they're not so nice from what I understand. You know, uh, thank you, Nancy. Um, I first want to say that uh, most of your uh, ultra terrestrials extraterrestrials, they live in a dimensional field that is adjacent to this one. You'll see the background that I have here. They live in a higher frequency. And this is a, a, the background here is the Syrian council with the dark clouds here. So they interface with us in many different ways. Uh, some of the earlier civilizations are underground, but that is sealed. And uh, we know that the Governments in the space program do not go into their areas because they know how to defend themselves. And uh, no, the earth does not belong to just us. So I just want to give a clarity on that. Um, and speaking about the reptilians, um, I could say that they basically appeared, their uh, homestead was in the asteroid belt. That's when you started hearing all this stuff about the asteroid belt and we were going to take ships there and land crafts there and uh, start mining the asteroid belts uh, uh, minerals. <clears throat> but in reality, the, the reptilians had come in and they came in and it was kind of a, a ruling over the, the little greys. And there was a lot of distortion about that. About uh, the time we, of Eisenhower, is that right? I don't mean to interrupt I you. I think but... right around the time of Eisenhower and okay. you know this, this um, uh, agreement to do research with humanities uh, biological for the grays they needed for the skin. So women started getting yeast infections. They used that for the skin. Uh, also to populate uh, new children, they were taken onto spaceships. Now the agreement was made with the parents. Later um, you discover if, uh, every there was nothing done to a person uh, without their uh, agreement. And even if it was the parents and the children of the children, you know, there, there's always that. So we want to just say that, yeah, abduction is very interesting when you get into the individuality of the person and who, how they were connected to the government, how they, you know, why were they targeted? You know, why, you know, there was, there's, there's a, a reason. There's a reason. It's not just, oh, I'm going to go pick this person. Right? Okay. 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 So okay. I want to be clear about that. Gotcha. And then somehow the greys started coming, um, not the greys, but the reptilians started coming into the scene. Now, one of the things that was very powerful about the reptilians is they had certain technologies that the government wanted as well, but they could not breathe the oxygen. Now, there's oh. different forms of rep reptilian, but the major ones that are eight feet, you know, six to eight feet tall, you know, most of them eight feet tall. And um, they cannot breathe the oxygen, so therefore they couldn't walk on the earth, but they really did have an agenda to take over earth. Now, that was one of the first ones, but because they couldn't, they made agreements to form underground places where they could exist and come, come and go as they please. Okay. And so they were working in direct unison 
And so that's all uh, been kind of shut down. And thank you for those who went into those tunnels, went into those um, places and, and basically shut them down. My experience with them was on Edwards Air Force Base, which is uh, Central World Command in a sense. And uh, my husband, uh, Ernest Robert Hunt, uh, became the um, chief, chief of security over the whole base. Thousands of miles of underground tunnels leading to Almogadro and different places, you know. But he, he started coming home and his uh, mental was not there. He, he would mumble, you know, uh, those damn reptilians, you know. And I thought, oh, oh, was that lizards? And like, what, what are we talking about here, you know? Mm-hmm. And eventually he'd say, no, because our house was bugged, everything was bugged, you know, we were security, so we had to be watched as well. There was no way to really get into conversations. But one day it was a kind of a national uh, day of, of aero, not aerodynamics and they let the public on, you know, this is a place where the space shuttle landed and things. And unbeknownst to me, you know, he took me out to see the space shuttle and he said, here, take a picture, which showed that I was in a restricted area. And I didn't know he was just gently just, you know, offhanded. And so then he goes, oh, let's let's go over here. Let's park for a minute. And we went in and um, I was taken down into the lower levels and I was actually allowed to look on my own. He didn't say anything. He just kind of glanced over to the window. And as I looked through and I saw a true reptilian being, uh, my whole body went into chill zone and fear, enormous fear. Although it had an apparatus on its mouth, I don't know if it was translator or breathing apparatus, whatever, um, my whole body just, so that has been with me. And soon after we had the men in black or what I call the ice men came and um, our, our family was then put in a state of um, high level threat. My daughter was threatened. I was threatened to keep my husband in line. He did uh, manage to get out of the situation. He left uh, Edwards. He couldn't, he loves humanity too much. And he felt it was for us to let humanity know these are the things that are uh, like, how do you handle that? What are you going to do? You can't just go on the base. These beings uh, have vehicles that can destroy parts of earth. Like, what are we going to do? So you see, that's part of how they have to hold security over certain things that are happening. You know, these beings showed up, they, they're doing whatever they need to do. And so I kind of honor them in their work. And as I say, we don't need to step into that space. We need to stay in our own lane, be with ourselves, but they are here. And Chernobyl was a part of releasing uh, nuclear energy into the air. That's what they live, more radiated air. I think Fukushima might've been a part of that. It's still going, the radiation is still going off of Fukushima, you know? So we have to stay vigil, we have to stay alert, we have to know that we're safe and that we have the Syrian council, which showed up, you know, we have these groupings that are there to protect us and uh, to be with us and to help elevate humanity and to resolve a lot of this stuff that is going on. I have a couple of questions. One is why, what do they want, the reptilians? What minerals are they looking for? Is it gold? What is it they're looking for here on the planet? What, 
or they want the planet. They want the planet. They want you. Most of them, you know, it's not about still. It's it just was opened. I mean, we opened ourselves and we cracked Did the it. thing. Okay. So now I've also heard that a lot of them are gone. Is that correct? I, you know, from what I understand from my uh, interstellar communications and the research, and there's some beautiful people um, uh, like Kim Gogan, and she shares and gives updates, and pretty much. Um, I would say, yes, that all of that is pretty much shut down. Um, there's a gentleman who reports on the military going into the tunnels. And uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, the other question I have is you talk about these beings who came down to help us. At what point did they come to help us and protect us from this whole situation? You know, they've always been here to protect us. There was a universal law that any any groupings coming into the planetary system uh, itself, you know, our whole solar system would have to check in with the the star confederation or, you know, the high, the great councils and such. And so you just have a few of these reversed ones that slip through the net and just come in and do what they want to do. But I would say the star confederation and uh, the galactic Star Federation are the two that I have been um, interfacing with that come in and protect the skies mostly all the time. Uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area, we have uh, the Galactic Star Federation and you'll see them in the skies every night. Uh, there was a time uh, just of recent when the space program <laughs> just was initiated, they turned on the microwave uh, weaponry and that is the 5G, 6G is a weapon. It is. And so, okay. yes, um, I can guarantee you that. And, and the Death Star. And anyway, there was, a, there, was a, there was a push to claim this um, Earth through this working. And uh, what it did, like Roswell, when they turned on um, the, the um, uh, what do they do at airports? They have that radar. Right. And the radar affected their ships, and that's what downed the ships in, in Roswell and stuff. Okay. You know, Fred Bell was a part of that. He actually helped invent the radar. And um, so they had to go and revise their ships. And just as uh, that happened, turning on the microwave caused the, the, um, the uh, Galactic Star Federation to have to revise their ships. Okay. So they dispersed and went into that other dimensional field. And in its place came the, the Syrian council. And they are swift. They are fast. You have to go to break. We're going to go to break. When we come back, that's what I want to talk about is the Syrian council and, and your role with them, right? Yay. Okay. All right, you guys. I'm here today with Celestine Starr. The book is The Galactic Earth Council. This is Nancy Yeralt. This is High Road to Humanity. And we will be right back. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. 
can achieve your goal.